Welcome the pub test home brewed fans to yet another episode. Yes, we are still on the airway. I love that music. That's yeah, good, isn't it? Good. Ah, it's fantastic. Yes. And and the, the the loud cheering and clapping, of course, too. Oh, it's live audience. Everybody. All these uh people. How do all these people get in my room? Yeah, that's well, well speaking of room, yeah. We're coming to you today. As you know, we, we get around a bit. We do, you know, thanks to our mates there at uh, Border Force, etc. cetera, uh, yes. Mr. Potato Head. Yes. Uh, we're coming to you from the press club in Phnom Penh uh, in Cambodia. We were supposed to be coming We're in, we're to in lockdown. We're in, well, we, we, you know, we've got, we, we've been doing the right thing. We had a 14-day. <laughs> we did all that stuff. Yeah. We were su- supposed to come to you from Mao's Bar, which is in Phnom Penh, a great little place that I visit every year I, I come here. Yeah. But um, I'm not allowed in uh, due to feng shui and issues with the culture there because oh. a mate of mine, there's, there was a lass behind the bar who quite liked me. Right. And uh, was always, you know, looked down that extra yard to look after me and the drinks and all that sort of stuff. And So what's that got to do with Feng Shui? Is that was is that was well, that's not a name, is it? it? No, it's not a name. Feng Shui. No, but it's about the whole culture and there's a bit of a Chinese uh, feel to males. K-U-L-C-H-A. Yeah. That's it. That's it. And <laughs> a mate of mine went in there. Yeah. I wasn't there and he turned around and told them that I was dead because he likes this girl. Oh. So he's told them I'm dead. So the fact I've walked in the door six months later, not good feng shui for the place. No. So they've shooed me out, thinking oh. I'm a ghost. Right. So he's done well. He's now married to this chiller. Right. <laughs> so but she's still in love with you. There was no competition I was to begin with, but he's eliminated me by just telling them all I was dead. But then I've walked in six <laughs> months later, so hence we can't we can't record today from Mal's Bar, so we're at the press club. Oh, right. Here we go. Right. There's, there's something about it. But, mate, um, Speaking of being replaced, <laughs> no one's going to believe that <laughs> it's a true yeah, story. Oh, okay, uh, as true as my fifteen-minute marriage. Um, okay. Now, uh, speaking of uh, swapping mm-hmm. and having to go other places, or maybe not being uh, totally upfront with people with regards to what you present in front of them, mm-hmm. uh, you've got a very good idea for something that we we might carry on from well, here on. Yes, because uh, this August is. Um, an anniversary, very important anniversary in uh, horse racing history, it's just in Australian history, the fine cotton anniversary. Ooh, fine cotton. And some of our yeah. listeners, some of our observers, will probably go, what the bloody hell is fine cotton? Mm. And fine cotton, when you do a fine cotton, it's a ring-in. Yeah. Right? Why is it a ring-in? Because fine cotton was... Uh, a horse race at uh, in Brisbane in um, 1984. Yep, that uh, wasn't too many people in Australia yeah. didn't know that it was going to happen. Mm. It was the world's worst kept secret uh, that something that something was a good thing in Brisbane in a very uh, innocuous looking race. I think it was like a class three or something at the yeah, time, yeah, right? Yeah, it was second or third. And, and, and all that sort of stuff. And uh, and these idiots who were involved in it is one of the funniest stories you've ever heard in your life. But the unfunny thing about it was it's movie scripts that the bookies kept all the money and so did the government, TAB. That wasn't very funny at all. Mm. They said, pending uh, the inquiry and we'll figure out how to divvy the money back up. And you go, why don't we just give it back? You know, if you got tickets on the race, just give them a – no, they hung on to it all. That was the bloody – that was the biggest controversy of the whole thing. But fine cotton anniversaries in August, and I thought as we're leading up to that, we should find out 
other contests that have had ring-ins. Yes. And um, Sydney Roosters. Yes. Sonny Bill Williams. He's a ring-in. He's a ring-in? Yep. He's a ring-in. Ring-in. Ring-in from right. He's a ring-in. They can't afford him. He's a ring-in. <laughs> well, he like can. Half a dozen games. You right. feel like it. Yeah. Channel 9. He's a ring-in there too. Oh, right. So you got a, he's got a Cheers, bro. contract with uh, Channel 9. No contract. No, no, it's just a ring-in. I just. <laughs> he's, he's being paid under someone. I think he's being paid under fatties. Oh. Salary cap at the moment. There'd be something something dodgy going on there. Oh. That bloke's involved. So we want to find out some of the best ring-ins well, that uh, have happened. But what about the story of Fine Cotton? To elaborate, what, they paint, didn't they paint the horse? They got this other horse. Uh, they had one that was pretty much a dead spit of Fine Cotton. Um, Except the colour. No, no, no. The first one was, oh, was spot right. on. Yeah. Yes, that's right. But what happened was something happened to the horse. That's and right. they couldn't get hold of it. So they had to get hold of another horse. Because all the <laughs> wheels the were in motion, <laughs> they couldn't say no. But if they'd had half a brain, they'd have turned around and said, uh, no, don't do it. But they didn't have half a brain. Yeah. And uh, so they grabbed this other horse, and it was the wrong freaking colour. Wrong, wrong, yeah. wrong everything. And a whole white Confirmation. Legs, white the yeah. or something. So they had to paint the legs. Yeah, that's right. And as, as they're going to the races <laughs> – and they, when they backed it out of the float when they got the Eagle Farm, the, the horse is dripping. The dye is running. Run, didn't it? Yeah. And it, it, it's the world's worst kept secret. My uncle used to be the starter at uh, Doombin and Eagle Farm back in the uh, 60s and the 70s. Oh. And uh, so he wasn't there for this one. He was, uh, he was still alive. And I remember him talking to my old man about it a couple of months later and he just he just sat there shaking his head because the starter took one look at the horse and went, What's going on here? Oh, this is the this is everybody in Australia knew it. Everybody's there's a there's a book out called um Nothing But the Truth. I think it's called well, something about the truth anyway, because there was a guy who started the truth helped start the truth newspaper in Melbourne. Oh yes. Uh Les Carline. And he wrote a fantastic book. If you could ever get hold of that, you've got – it's all the stories about how the Melbourne truth started and what have you. But he got a call from a mate at 2 o'clock in the morning and he said, Les, yeah, I got the greatest uh, lay-down Mazaire winner in – you can't lose. And he's gone, right. And he rang him at 2 o'clock in the morning. He, goes, he puts the phone down and Les's missus said, who's that? And he said, that's so-and-so. Uh, he's a loser. And he's, if he knows about this thing, it has no chance of working. And this is like two weeks before or three <laughs> weeks before the race, right? And this guy knew in Melbourne what was going to happen. And um, oh, the players in, in involved in that, they're absolutely. In the uh, 80s. Yeah, Hayden yeah. Hightana was the trainer. John Gillespie was the bloke who thought it up. Uh, and all this stuff. And you just have to, if they make a movie about it, it's got to be a comedy. And um, well, I'm surprised working dog, you know, with the cracker jacket, the McElroy, yeah. and the, that mob didn't take this up because that, well, that would have fit them beautifully. That story. Well, there's a bloke on the Gold Coast, uh, Chris Neist, Neist. he's a Neist. solicitor. Oh, yes, he produces movies and what have you. He, he produced a couple of good movies, and um, I was talking to him, he was talking about um, uh, developing a script for this, and I said, please put in the part where the government. Court, you know, hung yeah. on to all the money. Yep. They are. They were the bloody, the, the villains in the end. But oh god, it was a funny, funny show. Grant to produce it. Then. And they had like they had a Toyota Corolla to pull the bloody 
course float. We could hardly get out of the yard, <laughs> let alone up the road into into, into the race course. Oh, mate, it was a, the funniest thing. And um, immediately across the line, it just won, and they put this poor little jockey bloke. He, he had no idea what was going on. He was the only one who had no <laughs> idea what was going on. Yep, the jockey. And uh, and he rode this thing. It was Harbour Gold or something was the name of the horse. Uh, but it was supposed to be fine cotton. Uh, bold perf- – oh, hang on. Bold performance? Something like that. <laughs> it was very bold. <laughs> it was supposed to be, yeah. yeah and, yeah. Uh, yeah, anyway, he was the only one who didn't know what was going on. He thought he thought beauty, beauty. I've got a I've got a commission. I've got uh, I've got a money for the ride. I've got commission from the prize money. And the whole thing. No, poor little bugger. And I don't know if he actually he, he he kept racing somewhere, but I don't think they wanted to put him on any other horse. They wouldn't believe that he didn't know anything about it. Tainted. And he just went. No, nah, he had no idea. And um, oh god, it was it's hard with that brush. And they uh, <laughs> pardon the pun. Everybody in Australia sat down, and there were. There was a lot of people involved in it. And also that's when uh, the Waterhouses got um, warned off and, oh. and disqualified. It was all over that. Yeah, okay. Uh, uh, Robbie Waterhouse and his old man, that's where they got he got disqualified and all this sort of stuff because they pinpointed it back to him. But um, there was a few more. The Teflon family. Yeah, there was a few more people involved in that. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't just those guys. And uh, But the guy who, who thought it up is Gillespie, fair dinkum. Well, I reckon he might be related to the uh, – this is a, a true story as well. Right. He might be related to a bloke that's in the greyhound industry in the dish liquors. <laughs> uh, back in 2009, I'm guessing, yeah, I think it's 2009 or 2010, uh, the late great Arthur Beaton and the late great Tom Radonicus and myself as part of our Birth of Origin brand, we bought a greyhound. Right. And we bought off a bloke out Ipswich Way and we went to go and see it and the, the litter was there in the yard and there was this one pup that was twice the size of all the other pups in this litter and it was a big black thing. This thing looked ready to race already. It was huge, <laughs> this pup. And Tommy wanted to call it Arthur and we said, and we said no, no, we, we're calling it Birth of Origin. So we called it Birth of Origin. We were paying this bloke his fees to get it ready to go and its heritage was its mother had won 30-something uh, races at Capalabar on the straight track. Right. There was her champion and the dad had won 200-something thousand in prize money, which is big money with the dish leggers. Beautiful, yeah. So the breeding, you know, the, the heritage was good. The DNA was looking fantastic. So there we are. We chipped our money and away we go. And at its first race, we get a call and we're over in Norfolk Island <laughs> doing a rugby league show over there, right. the Birth of Origin. And we're there for – it was actually an Easter long weekend. And, and if I can remember the, the date, uh, I think it was 2000. I think it is 2010. Anyway, we get a call because your phones work over there mm-hmm. and saying, get on it. Yours is running today at um, – what's the Brisbane track again? Is Calabar. No, 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 the one in the city's Albion, just Albion. Oh, Albion Park. Albion, yeah, yeah, Albion yeah, Park. Yeah. So it's racing there, get on it. So we get on it. And we would have had, oh, 80 people with us at the time. So we're all at the at the RSL, Bowlesy Club, whatever it was over there, and we're <laughs> sitting around the bar and everyone's – and we've loaded up on all of us. So it's odds have come in pretty short because 80 people, <laughs> a dog that no one knows, and, and they had a cool name. So it, it certainly got a bit of backing once they got a bit of a run. Yeah. So anyway, so it comes into the gates and we're looking at all the dogs looking for a big black dog and this thing was huge and he'd been telling us it's, you know, it's practice starts and this were awesome. And so, you know, we're looking, looking and we can't really see a big black dog, but there's one dog that was certainly a lot bigger than all the rest of them in in number four, uh, but it was more white with a bit of black spots to it, you know. And oh. so 
Anyway, the, the gate Pella. opens, and we found out that it's, it's that was birth of origin. Well, it's obviously got that Michael Jackson disease or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, alopecia. Well, yes, it's yeah. come out of the come out of the gates at a squillion miles an hour, and it would have been when it hit the first corner. It would have been half the straight in front of the rest of the dogs. It was that quick. Right. It was that good. But then it kept going, hit the corner and kept going in a straight direction. It couldn't turn. It was too big. And it got up to, so it gets a thud into the fence on the other side. So we're on the phone ringing this bloke. Oh, no, no. As you said, alopecia, et cetera, et cetera. This went on for another three or four months. And lo and behold, it's running again. Same dog, which uh-huh. we still think to this day is not our dog. And uh-huh. then, and exactly the same thing again at Albion. Gets to the first corner, a mile in front, straight to the going. fence. <laughs> So there you go. There's a there's a true story. Find cotton in the greyhound industry. Right. Why wouldn't got, they let Why more? wouldn't they let your, your original dog run? I don't know. Oh, we reckon that's what he's done. Is that dog was so good, he's run it off somewhere else. Oh, in a different name, it something else. And he's running right. it, and probably in another state. Right. Probably driving it over because those. those Honey, you wish dogs could talk. They could tell you then. Yeah. You'd go down and do a bit of forensic mm. investigating, and you'd be around the kennels. I kept getting these. Anybody got something to say? Oh, there's Astro. Who's the other one? Pluto. Scooby Doo. We talked about him, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> I can't do Scooby Doo. <laughs> Don't, please. Or Pluto, yeah. Well, mate, that was our introduction. To, so, welcome today. We're here at the press club and we wanted to talk about Fight Cotton. And now we're going to. Uh, and send, take us a quick your, break. send us your emails about the, the ring ins, the best ring ins yeah. you've ever seen. Yeah, That's we what we want to do. And we want to give them a bit of publicity. Yeah. There would be footy clubs around oh, the country to be telling them about, you know, the ring into perfect and like, ah, oh, yeah. we haven't seen him all year. And now comes the grand final. This bloke's an ex AFL or ex NRL bloke. Yeah. He's a ring in. They happen all the time. Well, they used it's to do it in the fun. footy trials, didn't they? Oh, yeah. yeah Back yeah. in the days. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the footy that. trials, the bloke would come down, he'd be a different name. And, uh, well, geez, he can go. Yeah. <laughs> but they had to do that so they couldn't, didn't want to pay their transfer fees and all that sort of stuff. We've got a bloke knocking on the door. We're going to let him in, mate. So we'll get the wheel spinning. All right. Wayne's coming. What? Wayne. Wayne. You're, you're, you're here. Way. All right. So uh, we're away again. Now, Wayne, uh, we've had to have a uh, stop to, uh, yeah. just, you know, recharge the glasses, mate, as you mate, do. Mate, as you do. And, as you uh, do. You were asked to leave, so we had to have an argument with the bouncer about uh, your sobriety, which uh, he's turned around and said uh, that's not a word, which is fair enough as well too. I was asked to leave the casino once. I was having a very heated argument with the pit boss there over what I considered to be an odd number. (laughs) And And Yes, we had a bit of a a set to about that. His idea of an odd number and mine were poles apart. Poles apart. Poles apart. Speaking of casinos, I can't. I can't help myself here. But if you're speaking of casinos, um, yeah, the Crown Casinos, right? I was in Singleton. They got last a Crown week. Casino in Singleton. No, but Singleton. That's a turn up for the books. Singleton and the Crown Casinos, <laughs> yeah, to me, yeah. are one and the same. They're the only places in Australia, right, where you can pay for sex with chips. The seagulls try to trip. Dictated pinch of chips at the casino. Well, at least it's, it's <laughs> they try to pinch him in Singleton if they let him in. Well, <laughs> is there any seagulls in Singleton? Did I draw too long a bow on that joke or not? Did, I did. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. That's a good joke. Yeah. Oh, thanks, mate. I'll remember that. I'll use I'll use that on the weekend. Oh, and, oh. and if it fails, I'll I'll blame us. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Mate, we've spoken about so many topics. That we're talking about sex dolls. We've been talking about the future and right. VR sex and this yeah, and that. But yeah. there's also another development in the world, if we're talking future, mm. and that's the 3D printing of sex organs. Oh, they, they can print anything with them things. You've ever seen them? They printed, they printed all sorts of things with that. And the sex organs, I saw an ad that said the other night, nine inches realistic. I said, come on, which one is it? <laughs> I mean, you know, but sex organs 3D. I'll take the former. Eh? What do you reckon? Yeah. What do you reckon about that? I mean, you can have anything you want. Is that in the paper? Shape, size, girth, bit of girth. Colour? A lot of blokes out there with some girth. That could be funny. Colour? Colour. Jesus. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> Stand back. I don't know how big this is going to get. Hello, Simon. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> so you might see one Sorry, somewhere and you admire it, right? <laughs> you remember them Sheila's years ago, the plaster casters? Yeah. Remember them, the rock and roll plaster casters? Yeah. You can get a book on that. Have a look at that while you're listening to podcasting. You can look that up, the plaster <laughs> casters. They, they were these Sheila's used to go around and put plaster on rock stars' dicks, and they'd keep them for posterity, and then they put them in a museum and they put them on display. You can actually go and see Jimi Hendrix prong. Could we do that in some way? That's just got me. Well, totally I don't want to go and see Jimi Hendrix prong. What do you mean we could go and do but that some way? What do you mean? Could we reinvent that? You, you could do that. I don't reinvent want to do it. that. No, I what? don't want to do it either. Because blokes are too embarrassed to stand beside it. <laughs> way backstage. Hey? Eh? <laughs> you go on. What were you going to say? <laughs> Wait, Baxter. I've had a blue pill. Okay, give me fifteen minutes. Right, but oh, there's oh, if the business idea Jesus. in this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, after Viagra, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's that blue pill. Oh yeah, all right, okay. Not right. the other one. Not the not the Newcastle. The big V. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Swallow it fast, otherwise you get a stiff neck. There but you if you could print um, sex organs three D, yeah. so you could basically build a quiver. Couldn't you at home? A quiver of sex organs. <laughs> A quiver. Oh, yeah, you got oh, That'd be a heck of a quiver. Oh, we're from the Goldie. Very so wide you've got one. a quiver of surfboards. So you'd have a quiver of set. Would you call them the hundred shades of steel? <laughs> hundred shades of steel. Hundred shades of throbbing, throbbing manhood. Although we wouldn't throb much, would it? Because it's just a, it's a replica. Where would you keep them? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, come in, come in, come in, come, in, come over for dinner with another couple. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah don't go there, don't go there, don't go to that room. That's uh, well, imagine well, somebody said, oh, I went over the other night and I had a look at them throbbing quivers of whatever it was, mm. hundreds of steel, was it? 100, 100 shades, shades of steel. There's going to be shades, aren't they? Yeah. And they, and you imagine the girls going, oh, I've got to tell the girls about this. Mm. And you imagine the other girls saying, well, what'd they look like? Oh, I don't know. Well, hang on, you got a phone? Yeah, he's got a camera. Take a picture. He wouldn't let me. Why not? You've got to go to his house have a look at it. Oh. I think that's a bit creepy. Is that entrapment? Well, that's a bit creepy. Entrapment. I think doing that. But yeah, yeah, we went over to this bloke's place and had a look at his collection of dicks. <laughs> it's probably, it's probably Are a you mu- kidding me? It's a museum in Canberra. Oh, it's a museum in Canberra. Oh, okay, All right. Well, it must be legitimate. It was in Canberra. Oh well, eh? get away with anything there. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Took the greatest collection of dicks in Canberra you've ever seen in your life. But, um, yeah, oh, yeah it's just something else. You can print your 3D sexual. And so how, what's that going to do for you? I don't know because you introduced the segment. But anyway, oh, as far as the idea, the topic. Did you? Well, yeah, I yeah, you did. 
I introduced it. Right. You introduced the idea into my head, so I thought oh, I'd follow okay. through. Yeah. But I'm just saying, what's it for? Now you got me thinking. Yeah. Or oh, you're reprinting your own. They've got no. You'd have, to, you'd have to stand still for about an hour while they'd be reprinting this thing. How long does it take to print one of them? You put it on fast. That would be super speed. Good. Make size, it. wouldn't it? Hurry up, hurry up and print this thing fast, will you? I can't keep this up for this long. But it's it's a bit like <laughs> it's a bit like our COVID issue at the moment. The people running the show have yeah. got no skin in the game. No skin. <laughs> so how do we? <laughs> How do we start a business right. with sex organs that are 3D printed with well, no, no we skin in the game? We start a business with sex organs. We're going to finish with them. <laughs> what? Say that again. Hey, what? How do you start a business with sex, sex organs? With sex organs. When no one's got skin in the game. Called a porn shop. What? No one's got skin. <laughs> in the game. You need skin in the game. That's <laughs> just the just the line. I've just oh, all right. Okay, yeah. skin in the game. Okay, let's move on. If you're going to 3D print the bloody sex organ, what what's the use of that for? Are you just going to get a replica of your own? <laughs> Maybe you induction cap on really a forehead. Enhance. You're going to enhance it. Well, I'm downsized. I'm downsizing. I'm getting older. Yeah. I'm downsizing. Yeah, I could just paint a different color. Yeah, yeah. Well, in the dark. I think there's a TV show here for Jamie Jury here of uh, you know the best. Sex organs renovated. It'll be since imagine oh, that oh, home yeah. renovations of sex organs. That <laughs> <laughs> was big. Yeah. <laughs> you might be touching that, mate. I'll tell you. Left out a pair of tongs for that. Imagine one. Scott Cam coming in with five couples going right. We're going to renovate five right. sex organs this week. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we give Change you topics. Yeah, right. The future. Okay. We, you talked a lot about artists. Artists, I should say. Artists. Yes. Artists. Uh, excuse me, my French accent. Oh, excuse there. me. Oh, there we go. Oh, pardon yeah. me. Excuse my French. Uh, oh, excuse, excuse me. me, French. Artists' emotions. You reckon we could 3D? I mean, we, we're talking external. Right. So if we've got external, we're 3D printing external and we've got organs and we've got, you know, the sex dolls and right. VR. Yeah. Can we get inside the brain of superstars? And could I, could I, for example, 3D print John Lennon's emotions and thoughts? Right. Wayne. Right. Are you still here, yeah. Wayne? Yeah, I'm thinking. Good. I'm thinking. You've only just laid this on me. Sorry. So, uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> my brain, my emotions aren't working as fast as John Lennon's. Mind you, they are technically because he's fucking not here. But no. anyhow. Actually, I think you're a bit quicker at the moment, aren't you? going to come back. Yeah. Six feet to go. Anyhow, the, uh, but I, I can understand what you're saying. You know, I was thinking to myself, you know, hmm. imagine having the emotions of somebody like that, John Lennon. and then uh, Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela. And Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Imagine that three. Combinations together. <laughs> you got a um, got a Sheila with a fat ass who looks like looks like a black fella who, who sings like John Lennon. Hang on, did I say that right? Didn't come out right, did it? That's Nicki Minaj, isn't it? <laughs> you already got that today, haven't you? Yeah. I was watching the Grammys there a couple Ooh. of weeks ago. Geez, yeah. I tell you what, looked like a bloody strip oh. strip job. Oh. Hey. I think we've got more haters than likers at this point in time, just looking online here. Yeah, yeah. no, no, we're killing it. Thumbs yeah. up, thumbs down. Killing it. Well, thumbs now, if you're not thinking, see, if you can download emotions mm. by different people from history, you could come up with great bits of creativity now. Could you, mesh, could you mesh them? Could you mesh them? What? 
Could you mash them? Oh, you can mash them. I thought you were talking something else. But now, now, could you mash them? Yeah, I reckon you could. I reckon you could, you could put, um, you could, uh, why not you get Leonardo da Vinci to paint pictures like Ken Doan used to? Because they're much oh. more popular. Much more popular. Ken Doan had. That's back to the future stuff. Yeah. That is. He had pictures up on refrigerators all over Australia. Mm, magnets. Yeah. Mm, beautiful. The kids, kids used to print like him. All the what time. did Leonardo do for the magnet? Nothing. 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 Absolutely nothing. Nothing. But Ken Doan, absolute industry. Picasso? Absolute. What? Nothing. You did what? For magnets? Picasso. Fridge magnets? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Did nothing for magnets. Yeah. Did nothing because no one hung his paintings up on fridges. Yeah. No. Nah. What about... What about so? What would that combo be if you put Da Vinci? Yeah, and I've always wondered about Da Vinci's helper. I've heard that Da Vinci used to piss off for eight hours a day on a long lunch and a couple of good <laughs> sheilas, and this bloke's painted most of it on the on the Sistine Chapel. He, he did all the, the work. He was doing the background. He put the blue up there <laughs> the with clouds. the white. He did the clouds. How much blue do you want, Leo? Who did the fingers? I want to know who did the two fingers touching. <laughs> Is this still him? I reckon he handed it over to a, an intern and said, just finish the fingers, son. Yeah. I think he's got uh, – <laughs> I think he had a long lunch. He had a long lunch. He's come back from the lunch. He's laying on his back. He's like, I couldn't give a stuff. Make these fingers touch. <laughs> I've been on my back all day. Put <laughs> <laughs> his fingers there. Get my finger on the pulse, are you? We'll make them just touch. Make just, them just touch. Just and, touch. and everybody back there is watching this going, holy shit, that's bloody – that's mind-blowing, that is. Mm. Fingers touching. Wonder what that means. Well, they probably had COVID. They were supposed to be social distancing. <laughs> Did we go? But through they couldn't this? resist. I mean, we're on a. We like to reminisce, but. Did we talk about that previously, about the fact that the chapel down the road would have got the shits because he didn't mark it well enough to get Leonardo to do the finishing painting? So he ended up with just, you know, Ken the Dane. six dogs, the six dogs he ended playing up cards. Ken Dane. <laughs> the six dogs playing cards, that's it. That's all he got is Ken Dane's tip. <laughs> and the bloke next door, yeah. And he said, this isn't oh. going to be popular for at least another, nah. oh, shit, another 500 years. <laughs> <laughs> at least that. When we... Where's that Picasso bloke? Someone get him on the phone. Leo snuck down the, and he, uh, he he drew a couple of planes on there. Oh, did he? <laughs> he drew a couple of planes and no one could figure out what the hell they were. Which Leo are we talking about now? Uh, oh, Da Vinci. DiCaprio. Oh, I thought about the other one. <laughs> <laughs> it's got the boat and the, I don't know, whatever he Well, does. you can see, you can, you can do that. You know, imagine that all those emotions, you could lay it down like that and you can mix up, mix and match. You can mix and match and you can have like, mm. You know, um, oh, geez, I don't know. <laughs> you could have like uh, car drivers, like like who? Well, if you could put you know a whole bunch of car drivers together, Ed and Center, be unbeatable. Unbeatable. Ed and Center, Fangio, Schumacher, Sterling Moss. What about Brocky? Brocky. What about what about? Um, where's our pommy mate? Oh, oh yeah, 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 Barry, Barry. Barry Bazza. Barry. Fearless. Fearless he mm. was on a motorbike. Mm. You could imagine putting them all together and you'd have the perfect driver. But only one thing wrong with them. They didn't know where the stop button was. Did we find it? <laughs> Gerbils. <laughs> Gerbils now. Oh, oh. On that more, note. more sophisticated thing. Yeah, I think. Oh, we're back. 
Oh, we might even leave that bit in. Right. Um, okay. <laughs> Our next, mate, there's something that's uh, with the world changing. Yeah. Our next segment, topic. We've spun the wheel before, of course. <laughs> We've, I've noticed that our systems from our first couple of episodes are out the window now. Now it's just okay, go to a break, spin the wheel, and we go on. Well, we on spun the wheel. Well, we did. I well, think we, we found well, another topic. I'll add that in. Yeah. So um, it's a bloody big wheel. <laughs> you should carry that around. Bigger, um, bigger than the one you find at the casino. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And this one's not as rigged. No. Uh, Ancestors. dot com. Ah. Uh. Isn't that a treasure trove well, that you like sifting through? Mate, the, the way the no. world's going now, yeah. I, the question mm-hmm. is DNA. DNA. DNA is it, mate. DNA is the thing. They can, you know, they can tell whether you've been here or there, they're doing this. So that, to yep. me, yep. my first question then is, will the unknown soldier, will he be kicked out of the tomb? Because he won't be unknown anymore, will That's he? That's right. You know who he is. So he's gone. He's he hasn't got a job anymore. That's it. So he's out. He was famous for a while. Well, his family, well, whoever his family, they'll be pretty happy about that. Yeah. DNA came along and turfed him. So he's down at Centrelink now. There's going to be a DNA bank. Yeah. There's going to be a DNA bank. There has to be now, doesn't it? And this this leads me to I, I think we can. Well, we talk. Bundy Olympics, we've got mottos and we've got opening ceremony, we've got closing ceremony, we've got our marketing campaign and that sort of stuff. And not to dive back into that topic, right? but it's got me thinking maybe one of the goals, maybe a bit of the feel-good partnerships we could do, you know, the lovey, huggy, kissy stuff. We should we should set a goal that by 2032, yeah. no child will be fatherless. No child will be fatherless. Because we know the DNA. We know the DNA everywhere. That's it. Wouldn't that be a motto? You could get voted in on that. Well, that's scary, isn't it? Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, no child would be fatherless. No child fatherless by 2032. Right. Used to be a lot of people off Centrelink payments then, wouldn't they? Well, that, you know, ooh, it's getting a bit serious there. There well, might be a lot of angry, be. Be no, a lot of angry I, single mums. I don't know. Be, angry. You know, I don't know if serious. But, I mean, you'd, 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 you'd have no... You just know, and that's it. Instead of calling your uncle, you go, oh, sorry, Daddy. <laughs> well, hopefully not. Or your uncle. <laughs> I hear Daddy. Yeah. I could just what, 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 I, I could just see the Hobart Centrelink now. They're <laughs> panicking. <laughs> the two fathers. Hey, Adelaide, too. <laughs> Adelaide, oh, scared. dear, oh, dear. That's good. Yeah. yeah oh, oh. So uh, it would help in other things as well. Well, I'm, I'm thinking if, uh, yeah, because the young generation believe it, but vampires, mm. vampires. Vampire Chronicles. Yeah. We'd find out. You we'll know how many out. bloody movies there are about vampires? You know I how know. many series there are about vampires? One of them? Yep. So there must be a very popular, scary thing. Mm. But they're all sensitive new age petals, these uh, vampires. They're not like the old uh, Count Dracula. Dracula's, yeah. Old yeah. Drac, he'd come in and, rah, mm. you know, all the Sheilas would go, ooh, had an orgasm and well, I live forever now. So now we get to find out DNA. Yeah. They might live for 800 to 1,000 years. You didn't who, know that. Who they right You didn't know that bit. When, when, when Drac used to vamp them, right, he'd vamp them. When he'd bite them. Give them the cattle dog. Yeah. And he'd, uh, and he'd hang, hang on. They'd give him a orgasm. Yeah. Yeah. No. That's why all the shielders were lining up. Some of them, you know, uh, never had one in their life before, and they go, oh, here comes Drac. 
you're a beauty every time he vamps me. Woohoo! To yeah. die for. Yeah. You know, if you think about it, you're a Sheila that some bloke can't find the clip. Sorry? What? You can't, you can't find the button. Okay. You know, to get the train to the station. Yep. Okay. Right? Yeah. Yep. You can't That's find it. that. Yep. You hire a vampire. Drag. Yeah, oh. drag. Drag. drag will find it for you. It's in the neck. Hire a vampire. It's about two feet north of where it should be, but. That's it. You are a vampire. Drack, show me where the <laughs> organism comes from. Hunk, straight on it. Cattle dog. And, and he's hanging on like, arr, arr. and she's going, ooh, ooh. you can keep doing that as long as you oh, like. So, so he said, well, I'm, I'm, I'm alive now forever. He doesn't kill him. No. So he, he takes him to that ecstasy Take point. Takes, that's it. Uh, that's the, uh, that's the, um, that's the lure. So he's got his little munchkins hanging around that fleece yeah. of purse and do all that while he's yeah. fighting them. Oh, what a business plan. He's got it all happening. You'd, you'd float that too. That's yeah. going straight to the Australian Stock Exchange, that one. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and that's why there were so many people in Transylvania at the time. Oh. They all wanted to go to Transylvania, especially the Sheilas. Oh. Hoping they'd run into Drac. Drac, Drac the man. Yeah. Drack the Some of those movies were great, weren't they? Some of those movies are great. Drack meets the Wolfman. Drack two meets Frankenstein. And the only thing that could top that is the only thing that top that is they meet King Kong (laughs) and Godzilla. And they'd all have a big party together. You imagine Drack imagine Drack gets on Godzilla and Godzilla goes, Ooh. (laughs) I didn't know I was female. WWF. What? Godzilla? Yeah. And King Kong in one corner, uh-huh. Drac, and the werewolf in the oh, other. The werewolf in the oh, other. Oh, there we go. So Which the DNA vampire chronicle. But moving on from the What about the missing link? We know where the missing well, link came from. Well, then, then, that's we? right. It's not a missing link anymore, is it? No. If we can DNA yeah, test through Do we through need to know that? Well, it'd be interesting to see who they're related to. That that could what, be quite link? entertaining. Yeah. I can nominate a few people oh, now. Yes, we're all thinking. A couple of ex-wives. It's, right. Well, well we're thinking of, there's a lot of footballers. Yeah, no, I was thinking close A enough. lot of people. Oh, oh yeah, a few footballers. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know a few. Oh, the missing link. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And um, now, one, I want to draw an analogy yeah. between. Right. Well, a straight line is this caravanning's out of control now, isn't it? This caravanning, people, people are caravans. buying them, every, they're everywhere. People in caravans. I reckon we're going to find with this DNA testing, they're all related to gypsies. Gypsies. Without a doubt. They Caravans, are. it's insane. They are. Well, they, that's they've got that, they've got that um, wandering feeling. Mm. You've got that wandering feeling driving your caravans. There's people yelling at this podcast now, to saying, "Shut up, move on to the next segment, move on to the next bit." Ancestors. But they, but they admire the DNA. creativity. Then that's all. That is all they've done. So yeah, that's, what's it? Well, well, hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> no, they haven't. That last ten minutes, they were driving between between two oh, exciting shit. towns. That's uh, that happens. Being like that might be your phone, mate. They yeah, haven't turned off. Like the missing oh, link. Rodney Rude. Rodney Rude used to do a really good skit on sperm. On mm. what? Sperm. Sperm. <laughs> on sperm. 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 Yeah. What he used to say, he goes, he goes, yeah, uh, Whoopi Goldberg's sperm. <laughs> and uh, it was the play of the blade. John Cushion, you know, fucking Whoopi Cushion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
back of the days when you're allowed to laugh. <laughs> well, that's right. Well, you're allowed to laugh at this podcast. So we've we've uh, played around the edges, mate, on the idea of uh, DNA. Yeah, well, that's saying, tracking people, but so you want to prove that's proven stuff, yeah. isn't it? That's the interesting stuff. The stuff you can't prove. Mm. Now, a lot of crims would be interested in that, even if you've got <laughs> and their a, lawyers, even you've got a heap of evidence. Yeah, mm. things that can't be proven, uh, like ghosts. Right? Mm. You can't prove that there's a ghost. You can say there's a ghost. You can find a bunch of people who would agree with you that there's a ghost there somewhere, whatever it is, doing the ghosty thing, right? But you can't prove that a ghost is a ghost. Well, you can't prove there's a god. Oh, we're getting deep now. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Well, no. If you can't prove religion, no, you can't. Imagine him. Imagine Jesus sitting there talking to his old man. He said, um. One of us has got to go. What are you doing? <laughs> Just pop down and. What are you doing during the COVID? <laughs> His old man's going. He said, "Well, I'm just um." Are they social distancing those two. I'm 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 sitting down there at um, Madra Bar on the Gold Coast mm. in Australia. And he goes, "Well, hang on, hang on, Dad. You're sitting down there at Madra Bar, Queensland, Australia. You're doing nothing." And he goes, "No, no, not 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 doing nothing, son." He said, you should be out in the world helping people with COVID. He goes, no, I'm working from home. Oh. I'm working from home. <laughs> it's been. Yeah, hey, how good's that, eh? Well, if he's you, didn't om- know, you didn't know God lived in Madriba. No, I thought he's omnipresent. He lived everywhere. Well, he's omni. Every, that's Mount Omni's in Brisbane, but that's got nothing to do with being omnipresent, is it? So if he's omnipresent yeah. and we jab him, yeah. the whole planet's done. The whole planet's done. That's yeah. it. That's it. One bloke, you just got to jab one bloke and we're away. That's it. Or woman. Well, God could be a girl. at least who knows his followers. Yeah. The rest of them are fucked. One point something billion of them. <laughs> they're, they're in. The rest of them are Donald it. Duck. Well, they might change. Well, like, no, well, see, because if you believe in him, oh. you'll, 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 be, you'll be saved. Great marketing campaign. That's it. Believe in God. Believe, okay. I know you believe in him. You don't say you don't say God because they, everybody knows who you're talking about. Believe in him, him, and you'll be saved. Oh, I love it. Well, they've already done that. That's a slogan that's been going for years. So, by your theory, then this theory you brought up about you this, so to, Elvis is alive. You wouldn't listen to that fucking Fauci prick anyway. Elvis is alive. Oh, of course he is. He's always been alive. Where he had to get away from that oh, lifestyle. That's, that's right. We met him. In yeah. a previous episode, he was in a bar in where were we? We were in uh, Thailand. We? Yeah, somewhere. was it Thailand? I don't know, I don't know. Philippines somewhere. We were. He drinking. wasn't dressed yeah. as gregariously right. as yeah. he normally is. Yeah. He right. was incognito. He was incognito. That's right. Yeah, he yeah. was incognito, and cognito said thank you very much. <laughs> boom boom. <laughs> but um, no, we met him. Elvis didn't have the sideburns. A little bit grey. Oh, a little bit grey. He's about eighty something now, isn't he? Well, he would, yeah. No, he would be, wouldn't he? Be in his eighties. He's forty-two when he shuttled off. Mm. That's about forty-five ago. What was that making? Eighty-seven. Yeah, he'd be about eighty. Yeah, yeah. Eighty-seven, yeah, ninety, be. something like that. If Joe Bugner's seventy-one, yeah, he'd have ten years on him. So, but he could still 80s. sing. Yeah, he could still sing. But he, uh, see now, now we got off the bloody. Thing we got again. off the topic, mate. Again. What's the stuff you can't prove? What can't you prove? Leprechauns. You can't disprove them either. You know what? You know. You know what? The, you know the modern day leprechaun is now. 
because I remember watching a movie when I was a kid called, what was it called? The many, what was it? Darby McGill and the Little People. Remember that? Say Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, that's a bit before your time. Sorry, mate. I'm a bit old. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Darby McGill and the Little People. You can look it up. People there on podcast now are Googling that. Yeah, while they're driving. <laughs> while they're driving. <laughs> McGill. Well, there's an accident. <laughs> what happened there? I was Googling for a leprechaun. Siri's working on all these phones. <laughs> Darby McGill and the little people. And I and I remember that going, wow. Because you know why? These leprechauns could could lead you to the pot of gold pot at of the gold. end of the rainbow. That's right. That was it. But it's been proven, though, that you can't get to the end of a rainbow. You can't get there. Oh. Because, you know why? It's... A rainbow. It's <laughs> omnipresent. Yeah, well, it's one of those freaking things that you, <laughs> you've got to have a certain light fractional happening. Oh, well, that's right. Yeah. Like, and then when you when you get up closer and closer, you go, oh, fuck it. No, 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 can't fuck it. It's a fraction. Mm. That's it. In fractory, fractory, or fractory. So the greenies, the greenies wouldn't like. But leprechaun, like I, you know, up until I was about it's ten, fra- I thought I it's thought fracking. leprechauns were those little uh, gnomes, garden gnomes. And they oh. and they got frozen. Yeah, God came down and said, "Whoop! You're not allowed to run around without your pants on, you little dirty bastard." Yeah, you, you couldn't turn them into concrete. Leprechauns. What's other stuff you can't prove? Right, that you'd like to. Oh well, if you're in a group of men at the pub, right? Someone farted. Right. How do you prove who did it? You can't. See, it's impossible. It's the ultimate. Well, it's highly, oh. it's highly improbable. Who was that? Oh, Never proved. Dirty bastard. Horoscopes? Go out and shake yourself. Horoscopes? Horoscopes. Can't prove them. The weather? Nah. Both of those. Predictions of both uh, can never be proved? Nah. Weather? Fence they hopping. can't tell you when a bloody storm's coming in an hour. No. They're going to tell us in 50 years' time we'll all be dead because yeah. global warming. And 14-day forecast. Yep. To change on global the Global warming. Mm. And I, uh, I know it's got nothing to do with... Whatever the hell they're talking about. Chaos. Chaos. Something else you can't prove. Fence hopping. Bigfoot. Ah, okay. Can't prove Bigfoot. Yeti. Mm. The Yeti. Same bloke. Oh, mate. Animal. Bigfoot. You just seen that footage they got on Bigfoot? They reckon it's the Bigfoot, right? Recent footage or? No, no, it's old. Okay, the old granny well, stuff. What's about, well, about the 60s or 70s, the, something the, like that. The one that turns And he's walking away from the camera. Yosey camera Park. shy. Yosey, Yosey yeah. Park. Camera shy. He made a couple of movies in Hollywood, but he wouldn't <laughs> he pose did. in that picture. Apparently. No, no. And um, Asked for too much money. Yeah, I tell you, he's got a big ass. Looked like Arthur Beatson with a fur coat on. <laughs> he does. From the back, he does. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, he moves very well, very athletically. Okay. You know, yeah. And you give him a ball, I reckon he could play front row. <laughs> I'm not sure I would have picked Arthur. Well, I, <laughs> <laughs> no, but you put Bigfoot in the front row. Yeah, you wouldn't need the hooker or the other f- prop. Just need him. He just go raw, and then the other bastards shit themselves, and they, they win every scrum. I like to see him fight Paul Gallon. <laughs> oh, there's a few bare people, knuckle, out, bare few people out there who want to see. Oh yeah, someone yeah. fight Paul Gallon and beat Paul, him. Actually, Paul piss off kids Gallon as he's known. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be great to see. <laughs> I'd love to see that. Oh well. See the uh, uh, I tell you uh, what he's a he's a tough hombre. Who's that? Paul Gallon. Oh, I thought, sorry, I thought you were talking about we know Yeti. his DNA. We don't want to. We don't. We know his DNA. We yeah, don't want yeah. to know him. Yeah, yeah. So Bigfoot Yeti. You said Yeti before. Yeti. Right, I'm going back. That's a callback. Mm. Go back, Yeti. Yeti. Now the Yeti. What's a Yeti? And there's people out there going, "What the hell is a Yeti?" 
The abominable snowman. snowman the, yeah. I don't even know if I said that right. The abominable, abominable? the abominable snowman of the Himalayas. Mm. Uh, it hangs around the base camp at Mount Everest. Does. Scaring the shit out of everybody. Good party. When I was about seven, we went on a camping holiday to Brunswick Heads. Oh. New South Wales. Oh, okay. Right, up the top of the north coast there, just over the border from Queensland, right? Yes. And I was about seven, seven or eight, something like that. And Saturday night, so we decided to go to the pitches. This is 1930. <laughs> Smart ass. It was the 60s. 60s. <laughs> somewhere in the 60s. You liar. Yeah, no, it was. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so uh, we go to the pitches, Brunswick Heads Theatre, whatever the hell they called it, mm. whatever it was called. And uh, we go in, and, of course, you know, you get you get the national anthem. Called the cave. The queen then. sitting on the horse. Uh, we didn't do that. Australia. We didn't have that one. We had, we had God save the Queen. Yeah. And we all stood up for that. Got the newsreel, Kookaburras on the front, Mubitone News. Oh. Then we got uh, an intermission. Cartoon. We had an intermission. Uh, we didn't well. intermi- cartoon. Then you had the uh, serial. Oh, cartoon. Batman. Tom and Jerry. I think it was Batman. Yep. yep. I don't know what the cartoon oh, was. Okay. Mm. And then you had the first feature. Which I'm not sure what it was. And we had intermission. Oh, double fit, yeah. Inter- so intermission, we go out and get an ice cream. Yep. Uh, what else do we get? You get changed from 10 cents. Probably if you brought it in, ten ice cream and no, chips. No, it was before decimal. Decimal. Now we're still a, working on pound shillings and out there doing their maths before 1960. Yeah, yeah. So, any rate, the main one comes on. Now, I'm only seven or eight. I mean, I saw the, the posters when I walked in, but you don't pay much attention. It's, we got enough pictures. Saturday night. Who cares? Yeah. We don't get – we're going out, you know, and a kid goes – like a seven, eight-year-old kid doesn't care about anything except having fun mm. and going to the pictures is fun. Out of the house. This fucking picture wasn't fun. Oh. The abominable snowman of the Himalayas was the most scariest fucking thing I had ever seen and I was only seven or eight, so I had a bit, I had a bit more scary things to see oh. before I'd finish. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So I get along there. <laughs> Black and white. You're getting older during this movie. You know that black and white. Yeah. You started as a six-year-old. Black and white. Fucking how long was this movie? I'll finish this story in a minute <laughs> if you let me. I got this. And you don't get to see him until late in the movie. He's the scariest looking oh, bastard. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mate, I was only seven or eight, but I the things that flew out of my ass that night. Oh, okay. You, you all talk about sparrows fly out, you know? Yes. <laughs> I had more than sparrows. I had nuggets. Gerbils. I had all sorts of things. The ice cream I had at halftime. <laughs> It was coming out my freckle at 100 miles an hour. And then we had to walk home. Got a sheriff's badge. We had to walk the bullet hole as we had to walk home. And it's one of those dark, windy nights. <laughs> oh, you're, yeah, I said, you're kidding. God, Charlie Brown. God turned it on. Bastard. <laughs> Thought he was living at Mudriba. He wasn't. He was living at Brunswick Heads. And we get down there and we're in this canvas tent. Like they had in the movie. Oh, so of course up on Everest you can't get a you know four bedroom brick bungalow. Sure, glamping. Yeah, you had to bring. You had to take mm. canvas tent up there. And there was one scene in the movie where the Yeti was putting his hand underneath the tent. Oh, and the bloke sitting there, he's already had. He's already been frightened out of his gourd, right? And and the the Yeti's grabbing things underneath the tent. And I'm thinking, why would you grab shit underneath the tent? Why would you just go straight through it? You're a Yeti. You can do that shit. And it'd be more scary too. <laughs> Imagine him just go whoosh, too much light. straight through the thing. 
And he grabbed it. Anyway, <laughs> my mum says to sleep in the canvas bed beside the canvas wall of the canvas tent. And I said, no way. There are things flying out of my freckle, mum, that I think I'd be better if I sleep in the car. Oh. And I slept in the car in a, in a, in a uh, sleeping bag. And my brother's five years old. <laughs> five years old. <laughs> he's waiting like about 20 minutes. I got settled down, you know, and then he's tapping on the window. Was there a claw on the, uh, oh, on the a, door handle afterwards as well? He's running his fingernails oh, down, yeah, down yeah. the glass. Yeah, oh, you bastard. Oh, a few yeah. more things flew out me freckle then. <laughs> And mum had to wash the sleeping bag the next day before we could go home because she couldn't put it in the car because of the stink. <laughs> it was three hundreds and I was down to hundreds and thousands by then. That's <laughs> all the sparrows that hit the wall. Cigarette butts. Right. Uh, Bigfoot. What about uh, there's another one. Aliens. Aliens. You can't prove that no. there's aliens because they won't take anybody serious who's seen an alien. Um, but aliens, you can't prove that aliens are real. But they're releasing more and more UFO uh, footage now. You know that? Oh, they've been holding on to it. Well. Waiting for the right moment. Isn't it so strange <laughs> that we have the greatest Year number of people armed with cameras now? Yeah. And we've had them for so many years. There's less sightings. We don't see so many no. UFO sightings no, no, anymore. No. But they're releasing all the old ones, right? Ah. Yeah. I don't get that one. Well, they're tied. So they're what tied. happened? Well, all the aliens said, oh, we're not going down there anymore. They've got cameras. Well, they they'll, got they'll, us. They'll see us. Remember, the, remember, I think we talked about the zoo. They've got us already. What's that? They've taken the samples and they've put them in the – we were talking about that the other night. They're, we're in the zoo now. Oh, that's right. There's a human zoo with the aliens. Oh, we're the – um, taking some of us back. Yeah, they uh, – so we're shitting our hand and throw it at them <laughs> through the bars. <laughs> well, they've just got us in front of televisions watching shit oh, all day box. long. Yeah, yeah, yeah right, we're still yeah. in that. That's in our natural habitat. Yeah. You know, things you can't prove. Things you can't prove. 80 million Biden voters. <laughs> we're very political for the, now. the political people out there, mm. we can't find them. Never proved that. We don't know where they are. Is that a wig on Trump's head? Never been proved. <laughs> if I'm to play the other Isn't side of that Isn't that a court? magical piece of hair? Isn't it? That you've seen on his head? But what was his? I got to tell you. That's the greatest piece of hair you've ever seen in your life. 30 grand on hair care products, wasn't it? Well, why wouldn't he be? You'd have to to keep it in that. Well, he didn't shape. take a salary, so he might as well take fringe benefits. That's it. For the White House. Fringe That's benefits. Mind-boggling. I like that. Fringe benefits. Fringe you benefit. like that? Fringe benefits. I like that. Fringe benefits. He's got a big. But yeah, you can't find 80 million Biden voters. And they, he's no. such a popular man. I mean, oh, all the decisions he makes. Okay. All right. I've got another one for you. Yeah. Friends. Of Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> found any of those? You can't prove that, mate. You can't prove it. Mate, he looks like an alien. Ah. Uh, we should get hold of his DNA. We should and find out who he's related to. So you, you never hear anything about his family, do you? Opens, uh, well, you I've never I've never seen a story on his mum and dad. No. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Zuckerberg. Yeah. I've never seen anything on his mum and dad. Maybe they don't exist. Oh. Maybe he he's a he's an alien. Maybe that's where he got the money to start up Facebook. Well, oh, insurance. Yeah. insurance. Oh, dodgy insurance. Insurance what? It's probably Mum and Dad's not right there. now. Well, well, you know, oh. you know, you know could it be a freak, act, could have been a freak drumming accident, like Spinal Tap, could have been something like that. <laughs> Mum and Dad were playing the drums at the same time and he's, they're gone and he's claimed the insurance and bang, Facebook, money. 
Yeah, well, didn't he screw his mates at uni? Oh, get God, yeah. started? So, yeah, yeah. yeah go, he paid him 90, 90 mil. Paid him 90 mil that to piss off. That was it. Yeah. Oh, oh mate. Not bad, eh? What an asshole. Wish Anyhow. I, wish I was his mate. Ex-mate. Yeah. Mm. Could have been my mate. Mm. I'd, I'd, I'd have called him my mate if he'd give me 90 mil. I would have taken 80. Which we know Bill Gates. All those boys. See, got any mates? Since we're There's bag- another one. Since we're bagging people with no mates, <laughs> Bill Gates. Well, he's turned around. He said, "Because all the the cows in the world are farting." Oh, that's it. Yep. Yep. We've got to. We've um, got more pollution than a car. Yep. I go, Bill. Yeah. Have I got news for you, son? I'll lock myself in the garage overnight with a cow, and you can lock yourself in the garage overnight with a running car. We'll see who comes out in the morning. You <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Fair income. My dog lets one go overnight. Well, you reckon he's going to be? Uh, he might change his tune there when he realises that every car's got to have Microsoft Windows in it. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom. You think about? Yeah, I'd rather talk about my dog fart. <laughs> God, she's foul. No, no, please don't, please don't, mm. please don't. Geez, we got off to a good start. But I, sometimes she's laying there; she doesn't move for a while, and you, you smell the fart. Oh, thank God, she's alive. You know, lifts me up. Gives me gives me hope <laughs> to walk into another room. Oh yeah. dear, oh. Lift you up. Dear. Oh. Well, all right. If you can't disprove something, it must be true. It must be. It must be true. All right. So basically, when the odds are less than a minister being fired, we know we're onto something. That's it. There you go. <laughs> Let's go to the next segment. The next segment, whatever the hell that is. <laughs> On the eleventh day of Christmas, a two-legged me. eleven fluffy ducks. Well, there we go once again. We've, we're wrapping up a episode. And we've had a chat to Wayne. We've talked about our DNA and our ancestors. And, Mate, uh, some we interesting got to, stuff there. Oh, yeah, yeah. We got to our 11th day of drinking. Thank you, Danny. Brilliant. That's the one. Brilliant. So, mate, our sponsors, we've got to thank, of course, uh, uh, Kirtley Ambrose Bottom Lip Tire Services, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joel Garner's Second Heart and Lung. And uh, if you think about that, girls, <laughs> it does have it. It does have one. And uh, Dan yes. Murphy's because, uh, you know, at that, that uh, store they're building in Darwin, uh, there was a lot of complaint about that in Darwin and for r- rightly reasons so. Most of the locals were saying it wouldn't be fucking big enough. So, that's the whole thing. It should yeah, be bigger. Right, yeah, make it bigger. Bigger. No, do it. Do it right. Right. So, mate, uh, as we do every episode, uh, it's your turn and you'll do a much better job than me, but uh, it's the tribute joke. Well, so. the tribute, I had. I thought about this one for this week. I thought I'd make it a little bit special. And uh, I heard a story. I'm just sort of reiterating this story from Billy Connolly. And Billy Connolly, my favourite uh, comedian. And I thought I'd do it in his voice like, you know. And he said, you know, he said, uh, I got a call from my sister. And uh, she, she tells me this story of a friend of hers got on a, a bus in New York, I think it was in New York, and they say, "Oh, please, please be true." This is what I, I when, she, when she told me the story, I said, "Oh, please let it be true because it doesn't." <laughs> it's one of those things you you don't know. But what it is is uh, is uh, a lady 
uh, gets on uh, on this bus, and uh, the bus is uh, it's it's crowded, right? So, uh, and on uh, after this next stop, on gets a a, a small lady, and uh, which I would describe as a dwarf. And my wife Pam says you can't call them dwarves. You know that's insulting. And I said no, no, she's a dwarf. He said, no, she's a little lady. Yes, well, dwarves are little persons. And it's not insulting to call them a dwarf. Everything about them is tiny. And it's just, you know, you're like you can have a family of people and one's tiny and one's tall and you wonder what that's all about. But, uh, you know, this is a dwarf. You know, it's, a, it's someone who looks like a dwarf. And you know what a dwarf looks like, right? So I'm not trying to be controversial or anything like that but if that's the way you think fuck yeah anyhow she gets on the bus and this is uh the bus is full right you know and this is girl there she's about 12 and she's bigger than the dwarf so you know she's a dwarf so the uh the, the girl says oh uh madam uh would you like my seat uh you know i give up my seat for you and yet the dwarf lady says, how dare you? What are you doing? You see, offer me your seat because you feel sorry for me because I'm a little person, you know, and I know you're all thinking the same thing. And yeah, offer up your seat for the for the little person. And the, the 12-year-old girl goes into tears and she's going, no, 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 no. And so my sister's friend is watching her and uh so a couple of then and the the little dwarf lady it just tears a strip off the off the uh, off the off the girl the twelve year old girl and everybody sort of said no she's a bitch fucking asshole you know so my sister's friends watching this and she's a couple of stops later she goes to get off the bus and she walks down because the little dwarf lady's still hanging on to the uh, you know like the fucking seat or something with the bag in the other hand. She hasn't taken the, the seat of the little girl. Cause, and the little girl, and she walks past the little girl, my sister's friend, and said, hey, don't worry about it. You know, some people are very rude and what have you. And and the little dwarf lady said, I hear you talking about me. Yeah. And he said, well, as a matter of fact, I'm getting up the bus now. My sister's friend said, you can take my seat. And it's not condescending what I'm doing or, 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 or de, uh, you know, whatever the hell you think it is. I'm offering you my seat because there's a spare seat. It's because the young lady, I'm not very, very happy what you did with her. She was offering you a seat because she wanted to be polite and you were being an asshole. And another thing, when you get home tonight, I hope Snow White kicks your fucking ass.